This is 10 with Zen, a podcast hosted by Helen Woodward, leadership consultant and former head of school improvement at the Department for Education. Brought to you by Zen Educate, each episode features a prominent guest sharing insights and best practice based on their own unique experiences. This could be as a school leader, an SEM specialist, a parent and beyond. If you like the sound of 10 with Zen, make sure you follow and subscribe on Spotify, Apple or whatever platform you're listening on. Hello and welcome to 10 with Zen with Helen Woodward. My guest today is Dame Alison Peacock, CEO of the Chartered College of Teaching, Professor and Honorary Fellow at Queen's College, the University of Cambridge, and an Honorary Fellow at the University College London. Welcome to 10 with Zen, Alison. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Thank you. We love, we're thrilled to have you. Alison, can you tell us about the Chartered College of Teaching, who it's for and why it matters? Thank you. So the Chartered College of Teaching is a voluntary professional body. It's for all teachers to join as full members or for educationists to join as professional affiliates. And the idea behind it is to provide a space for teachers to be celebrated, supported and connected in their careers and to build expertise. Celebrated, supported and connected. That's a really nice phrase. I really like that. And there's a huge, overwhelming outcry for that. When I look on Twitter and when I look on LinkedIn, that's exactly what people are asking for. How long has the college been in existence for now? I keep sort of saying we're very new. When we started, we opened membership in January 2017. So we kind of went from a membership of zero through to we're now over 45,000, approaching 50,000 members, which is quite a growth since 2017. And I think you're right. I think it is that the idea of the college... And the service that we provide has really captured the imagination of teachers everywhere. You know, who doesn't want to be noticed for what they're doing? And who doesn't want to have access to resources and to research and evidence that supports their practice? Looking back to 2017, what would you say has been the most beneficial impact of the college so far? We've produced the first ever peer-reviewed journal for teachers, which feels quite amazing, to be honest, because there are lots of journals out there. But this is the first ever peer-reviewed journal that teachers and academics both write for. We have a joint editorial board with very eminent academics, such as Dylan William, but also teachers on that board. And we take a theme each time. So we produce the journal four times a year. We take a theme. So most recently, the theme was professional learning. And academics and teachers write side by side. And so what we're really trying to do is to make sure that the content of the journal is accessible, it's jargon free, and that it makes a difference in your classroom on a wet Wednesday afternoon. If it doesn't make a difference in your classroom, what's the point, quite frankly? So we're really trying to build that bridge between research and practice and between practice and research. I don't know if you're on social media, but when you're on social media and teachers have an article published, they're overjoyed. They really are. And they sort of, <laughs> they celebrate that online and we celebrate with them. And then I think the other thing, I know you only gave me one, but I'm going to go for two. I think the other thing is that we have developed chartered status for teachers. This is something that teachers have really begun to take hold of because it means recognition. So we have people like chartered accountants, chartered engineers in wider society. Why not chartered teachers? So having the Royal Charter that the college has means that we can certificate and accredit chartered status and this is I mean it's tough to do but it's something that teachers can study for when they've been in the classroom for three years or more. Absolutely that's really good to hear and I'm, I'm really happy to hear you say actually it has to make a difference in the classroom because if it doesn't what's the point unless we see it in practice actually you know we, c- we can question whether learning has taken place. Exactly. 
I mean, ultimately, uh, this is all about the children and young people. We want our teaching profession to be in the best possible position to make a difference to children's lives. And we do know that, and we've seen it so clearly over the pandemic, teachers do make a difference. Teachers do transform lives. And, you know, when we saw that criticism recently from the Chief Inspector of Schools about teachers putting feeding children before teaching them to read, let's feed them. You can't, you can't learn if you're hungry. Um, teachers do make a difference and let's help them. Yeah. And it was Margaret Macmillan, wasn't it, who said you can't teach hungry children. That was well over 100 years ago, I'm sure. And it was also about responding from the heart. And this is what teachers do so well. The job is complex. It's incredibly complex. But you have to be able to see the children in front of you as human beings and to respond to them as human beings first and widget second, if you like, in terms of trying to make a difference. Of course, we want them to thrive intellectually, but you can only thrive intellectually when everything else is also, you know, looked after. And I know the research around the importance of just one significant adult in a young person's life is so significant, isn't it? That just, just that one person, whether it's a teacher or a carer or a grandparent, but that one person who communicates that they care actually just makes a huge difference and that often is a teacher so what better job is there really you know i, I i've just been doing a, a recording for newly qualified teachers and teachers just starting out in the classroom and um, i've just called it the best job in the world and it, it, i think it is an absolute privilege to teach but it's an incredibly complex job and this is why the chartered college really has a role i think to support professionals as they build their career because you know it's not about simple answers it's not about simple solutions and if you think about every class that you've ever taught, there will always be children within each class who finding a way through to them, unlocking their learning can be quite quite a challenge. And so scale that up over the numbers of years that teachers teach and the number of classes they have, being able to have access to resources that support webinars that you can listen to, uh, you know, events that you can go to, videos that you can see, all of these things are designed to, to enable you to be the best professional you can be. Yeah. Uh, that's that's very helpful thank you Alison let me ask you this because I just I'm listening very carefully to what you're saying um and I'm thinking about um you know a, a colleague for instance who has been teaching for several years and is keen to write their first paper to be published um, and perhaps has done extensive evaluation work but would like to move that into research how can they go about that and how can the college help them so there are many ways that the college can help them. So, for example, they might decide to study for our evidence-informed practice certificate. So this is a three-month online course. It costs £99, so it's pretty accessible. But it's really about refreshing a colleague's understanding of research ethics and methodology. Just sort of basic kind of encouraging and building confidence, actually, amongst teachers that they do know what they're talking about and they, they have read things. I mean, research can feel quite esoteric. and It can feel quite sort of almost there's a snob value with it. You know, have you read this? Have you read that and actually we want to demystify research we want to be able to see it as a continuum you know when you train to teach you're introduced to a range of theories and texts as you get into the classroom typically you move further away from those but the uh, the research that's available into teaching methodology into all kinds of aspects of, of practice actually it's fascinating and, it, and it's worthy of debate. We want to make it accessible and relevant to teachers. So doing that course of study is one way. We're about to introduce research school status via the Chartered College, which would mean that schools could apply to be recognised to have research school status and be on a journey towards building research literate teachers across the school. That's 
another way. It could be that your colleague engages in research ed webinars or seminars or goes to online things. You know, there are all kinds of ways of whetting the appetite. But I think it's important that people don't feel this is something other people do. Exactly. Writing about your classroom, we're really keen to hear from teachers who are doing the job. We're really keen to understand how people have applied ideas and and the impact it's having in their classrooms. And, and you know, we're, we're happy to help to bring that to fruition. We, we talk about the journal being peer-reviewed. It's really important that people understand that when they submit something, it's not submitted so that it can be torn to shreds. It's submitted so that it can be critiqued and enhanced. And by the time it reaches a point of publication, either in the journal or online, it's kind of beyond criticism. You know, we wouldn't allow something to be published that was ill thought through because the writer themselves could then find that they regret something that they've written. We, we're wanting to make sure that participants are safe and their ideas are really being valued in the best possible way. I think that's really important. So what I'm hearing is that there's a real commitment to, to helping people build towards success and that you, actually what you're saying, Alison, is you're not, allow, you're not prepared to allow failure. Well, I mean, uh, yes, if you like. And that's what we would do. I mean, that's what the best teachers do, isn't it? The best teachers enable success in their classroom. I'm just a grown-up teacher. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Absolutely. But there's a lovely message there that actually research is for everyone. Yeah. We can all be involved in research. Cool. You know, there, is, there are some correct processes and ways to do it and actually peer reviewed and peer supported and peer critiqued is part of that learning journey. But it is for everyone and there are ways to get involved. Absolutely. Um, Alison at Zen, as you know, we provide short and long term supply teachers, lots of them. What's in it for supply teachers to join the college? I was a supply teacher for a while while I was at home with my children and I found it, um, it can be quite isolating. So I think, I think being part of the community is the first thing that I would say. It's not very expensive to join the Chartered College. It's under £5 a month. You know, it's not going to break the bank, but it gives you a sense of being part of something much bigger than yourself. And I think as a teacher who's moving between several schools or working part-time, it's quite important to replicate that sense of being part of a community. And then all of the information they're being, you know, keeping up to date with what's happening. Again, as a supply teacher, you may well be busy doing other things in the week and feeling you know what's happening. I think that's important. Also, just because you're a supply teacher doesn't mean we don't value you. It just means that you're you're not in a permanent contract at the minute or you're not in a full, full-time contract at the minute. Um, the, the, the contribution that you make as a supply teacher in school is incredibly valuable and important. And we need you to be, we need you to be connected, supported, celebrated, and we need you to be on top of your game. So join us. Why not? <laughs> That's really lovely. Thank you, Alison. There's a very, very warm welcome there to supply teachers. And I know you have other professionals joining you too. And teaching assistants, they are they are welcome to join as professional yes. colleagues. Yes. Yeah, teaching assistants are very welcome to join as professional affiliates. And we're very pleased to be supporting burgeoning teaching assistant networks that are now popping up, particularly uh, amongst primary schools. Teaching assistants are incredibly valuable colleagues, obviously. At the moment, uh, I have to say we don't have a reduced price. So I think that's because we've tried to keep the price of membership as low as possible. And that can be a barrier for um, early years practitioners and for teaching assistants. But we're hoping that where they're able to study um, via an apprenticeship route, that the providers will provide the cost of membership. We're in conversation to try and do something about that. But teaching assistants are very welcome, as are governors. 
anybody else who's really interested in education actually let's let's come and join the party that's that's great and very helpful to hear thank you Alison um I, I mentioned earlier I'd love to ask you a bonus question today and we've had the national tutoring program for a year now and it's been extended so I'm interested to hear your views will it help you know I was talking to someone today tutoring is incredibly difficult I don't think well I certainly don't think politicians realize how challenging it is to tutor in fact, I think it's probably more difficult than teaching a whole class because when you've got that intense relationship with one, two, three youngsters all at once, you're trying to make sure the learning is really relevant. You're trying to make the pace doable because it's an, it's an intense kind of time. Trying to make sure all of your inputs is really focused and really relevant to what the learners need. So I think anything that we can do to support tutors um, to build their expertise, to build their confidence, to uh, have access to the best kind of pedagogy related to small group tuition, we should be doing that. So I, I would say a real encouragement to anybody who's taking on a tutoring role. I think it's vitally important, not to put too much pressure on you, but I, <laughs> I think the role of the tutor, um, you know, can, again, can be transformative. So let's try and help. Absolutely. Um, what would you say would be the factors that are, uh, um, and I, I'm very interested in this because I've been writing some training for our tutors, actually, um, some small group tutor training. What would you say would be the most important factors to help that tutoring be a successful tutoring relationship? Establishing the parameters of a sort of respectful relationship. But it's different from the teacher remotely standing at the front of the classroom with 30 children. So there's a closeness to it. I think there's something that's really vital about getting the pitch right. So understanding exactly kind of where is the child in their understanding and then offering learning that provides challenge, which provides that kind of incentive to really try. And that's where the satisfaction comes when you try something that's just that little bit hard and then you overcome it. If you do something that's too easy, everybody's time is being wasted. Uh, if you do something that's too hard, then it becomes frustrating and there ends in tears or tantrums. There's a real art to tutoring and there's as much about listening to the learner and really trying to tap into how oh, that's where the misconception is oh I see that's been understood but this is yet to be understood and being able to provide enough opportunity to practice and build those skills without everybody sitting in silence while they just get on with it you know it's hard it is really hard um, but having said that I think it's also incredibly worthwhile yeah absolutely and that's, that's really helpful. Thank you. And I think you're right. It's really listening and really understanding mm. and making sure you are working at the point of a sufficient challenge and, and sufficient confidence building so that actually we experience success, but also the thrill of, you know, of when actually you've managed to finally got something that's been out of your grasp, you know. Yeah. And that's great. I mean, that's great for you as a, as a teacher, as a tutor, as well as it is for the student. You know, there's nothing better than that sort of, guess what you know when you come to the next session and they they can say to you i understood it this time you know that's wonderful yeah it is. Uh, that really is it's a privilege it is it is a privilege and it's very exciting yeah um alison thank you so much for being our guest today um on 10 with zone it's been really really lovely to talk with you thank you lovely to talk to you um the college has provided enormous support for teachers at all stages of their career um, and support and access to research. And we really look forward to that continuing and wish you uh, continued success with your work there. Thank you. Um, for our listeners, we always follow up our podcast with a transcript, including key links to help you find out more. Thank you so much for listening to Turn With Zen.
10 with Zen is brought to you by Zen Educate. Zen Educate's online platform puts you in control of supply and recruitment, and they've saved UK schools over £3 million by allowing them to connect with teachers and TAs directly. To receive 50% off your first day booked with Zen, just DM us on Twitter at Zen Educate and quote 10 with Zen. Thanks for listening.